Welcome to the FinNation podcast, where we wholeheartedly believe women entrepreneurs are leaders that rise together. Success does not have a definition. There are no secret strategies. Women entrepreneurs are rewriting history by defining success on their own terms. Hi, I'm your host, White Devgannon, the down-to-earth chick with a different name. Each week, join me for inspiring stories and powerful interviews of women entrepreneurs sharing their lessons to success to help you take your business to the next level. Now, let's go for it. Welcome back to Fem Nation, guys. I have an amazing guest today, and I, I really am excited to tell you about who she is. Deborah Roberts is a conversation expert who developed relationship protocol communication model, and that goes from to the boardroom to across the kitchen table. We cover a lot of ground in that right there, and so I'm excited to talk about that, but I don't want to disregard her credentials. She's also an author, licensed clinical social worker, trauma consultant, and business consultant. Deborah, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to dive into this because the conversation is actually not that I'm trying to find it be this, but a hot topic at the moment, right? Because we need to communicate. So I'm excited to hear about what brought you to that, but I want to start the time off with how you got to this point. What is, what's your entrepreneurial journey? So my entrepreneurial journey started when I decided to have a private practice. And that was many, many years ago. I worked out of graduate school at a different, a bunch of different nonprofit organizations. And I always knew I wanted to kind of work for myself and reach different people. And um, I wanted to be able to have a flexible schedule. That was really important to me. And then getting married and having children, I wanted to be able to make my own time. That was, everybody has their different priorities. That was mine. Subsequent to that, after being in private practice for many years, I um, realized that everything that I was doing and everything that I'd done to that point had to do with communication, that communication shapes the quality of our lives. And it's an integral part of how we function and what we need to have that skill set in order to function at our best. And I noticed that in every environment. And I, when I was doing my nonprofit work, I worked in all different challenging situations. I'll, I'll put it put it that way. Um, that being said, I started to just see that in business and in homes and everywhere, it's the conversations that we're not having. We don't know how to have them. We're the ones that go haywire that affect us. And I ultimately ended up writing my book because I realized that um, what I was doing was different. The way that I was looking at things were different than everybody else. And who knew, you know, I just was naturally teaching people how to talk to each other. And that led into where I am today, which is it grew from my office, my four walls, where I was having my private practice to a mission of wanting to, you could say, change the world as much as it is to teach people how to communicate differently so that we can have a more higher quality life and a more peaceful existence. And if the whole world could learn how to communicate better, I think we'll all be in better shape. So that's where it started. And and that's sort of the expansion that's taken place. And I mean, hands down, communication is so critical. And it's, it, in a business aspect, since 
you know, we do talk about business on this podcast as well. But in a business aspect, it comes through your messaging, your marketing, your conversations with clients, your um, your leads, conversations with leads, how you show up in the world. Communication literally touches every single aspect of being in business, wouldn't you say? I would. It's It covers everything internally and externally. And it starts from, truthfully, from the top down, the messaging that comes from, from the, the leaders of the organization. What do you find is one of the main missing components as far as an entrepreneur in the business space. We'll, we'll touch on the personal as well, but as far as an entrepreneur in the business space, what would you say is one of the, the most often overlooked yet such a simple fix opportunity to be more communicative in their business? I think one of the best pieces of advice that I like to give is that we all have to approach challenging people. We all have different situations that are uncomfortable for us. And if you can approach that situation by giving the other person the benefit of the doubt, that they also want to have a good outcome to the conversation and that you're going to do the best that you can, you will approach with a much more open-minded and open heart as you Uh, reach out to that person. So for example, I'll say, pretend you're going on a first date because when you're entering that first date, you're curious, you're interested, and you're much more leaning into the conversation. Whereas when we feel challenged or not sure how the person's going to react, we tend to hesitate, pull back, maybe feel a little more insecure. But if you sit up straight and you say, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they also want to have a good outcome and I'm going to show up in a curious way, it's empowering and it helps us to accomplish our own goals and achieve the kinds of objectives that we're looking to get from that conversation. Does it have a tendency to break down even invisible barriers as far as how, how that transaction, uh, the I'd say not, not a financial transaction necessarily, but a conversation transaction comes about then and evolves over the course of the interaction? Absolutely. I call that concept turning towards and turning away, where we shift our thinking so that we're turning towards the conversation. And when we shift our thinking, it's it becomes much more about the connective tissue, connecting with the other person's experience, and it becomes more relational, which is how it becomes a more meaningful connection. And in business, it's all about relationships and building trust. So contacting someone and being interested in them and curious about them, but in an authentic way, even if it's noticing what's in their background on a Zoom meeting or, oh, how old is the baby, you know, that, that you hear crying or how long have you been doing this work? You, you seem so skilled at it. Whatever you say, it's when we express interest in the other person and we're genuinely curious about them, that makes them like us a little bit more. That makes them feel like we care about them or they matter to us. And everybody wants to feel like they matter to someone, even in business. It's a little bit different, but it's the same concept. Well, and even, I think even more so now we want to feel like we're not just another number or another piece yes. in a big, you know, mechanical system. We want to feel like we belong and we we look for and seek out those conversations that help us along that path of belonging or help us to divert and go, you know, and say, oh, that's not the path I'm of, you know, that's not my uh, my person or my company I want to, or the company I want to work with, or, you know, who I want to represent. But it also, that also dives down into 
the personal level, because I know the conversation itself has to come from a place of knowing who they are in a grounded sense. You know, there, there's a lack of lack of certainty or a lack of, of understanding who they are, which then transfers into those conversations. So if they don't know where they're coming from, from an internal perspective, and this can go even with just plain relationships, I'm assuming based on my own very limited research of me, right? I, I don't, I don't do this for, <laughs> I don't do this for, a, a, you know, my work, but what I'm, what I'm paralleling here is that there has to be a sense of knowing internally as well. So how do people get to the point of being confident in their conversations if they don't know who they are? I love this question. I love this whole piece because a lot of what I talk about is self-awareness and the importance and the value of self-awareness. And it is so minimized in households and in how people think about knowing about themselves. And if you want to be the best in your relationship and in your business, in every aspect of your life, you have to know what works for you, what doesn't work for you, and how you show up, how you want to show up, how you're seen. One of the things that I teach a quick exercise is it's called, how am I doing? And it's a way for us to check in with ourselves and say to ourselves every day, how am I doing? And in that moment, you're being self-reflective. Am I happy? Am I sad? Am I stressed, overwhelmed, uncomfortable, whatever it is? And then you have a choice. You can just note it to yourself or you can act on whatever is going on. And it's a little bit more involved than that. I mean, there's a little more detail to it, which I can explain. But in general, if you take a moment and you think to yourself, wow, I am in a really crappy mood, but I was in a good mood earlier. What changed? That information is gold because you start to learn, oh, you know what? When I'm around that person, there's something about them that tends to get me irritable after we have the conversation. Whereas if you're not paying attention, and I call it participating but observing while you're having the conversations, if you don't notice these things, then you kind of have blinders on as you're going through your day and you're going to miss things. You're not going to show up in the best way possible. That that so much can happen when we can make conscious decisions about how to be in the driver's seat of our life. Mm -hmm. Which is so true because I was just thinking of something as this morning, as you were saying that, that something came up and it was not stressful, but it was just not a, it wasn't a happy place for me. And it was actually something that is not really my burden to carry. So I was like, this is not my burden. This is not my burden. This is not my burden. And then, and so I was able to just repeat that to myself for a brief period of time as I was going about my getting ready for the day. And then I was just like, it freed me up from being able to hold on to that and to start assuming that burden that wasn't mine to carry, you know, and it, it, it's not pushing away a responsibility or something I'm supposed to take care of. It's truly something that is not going to benefit me or anyone else for me to be involved in. So I was like, not mine, not mine, not mine. But, Matt, but what if you didn't do that? What if you didn't have the awareness to make that connection, number one, and then number two, you made a decision and that's the key. So you, it's, it's a two-part process. It's, I can be aware of it and, and truthfully, and to your listeners, you only have to be aware. That's all I would ask because that in itself already takes some of the power out of it if it has a negative flavor to it. But if you can go the next step and think to yourself, 
do I want or need to do something about this? And for you, it was very clear. This is not mine to carry. I'm not holding this. And I love that. That's what it's about. That's a great example. Mm-hmm. But well, it's taken me, you know, quite a few decades. We won't name them. <laughs> But it's taken me a few decades to get to that point, trust me, because I would find myself trying to be a fix-it person. And I know that innately that's something that I've done for many times to fix things that, and then I just assume those burdens or I assume that stress or I assume those things. And it takes away from the things I ought to be working on or need to be working on or where I need to be present. And so, of course, I didn't have someone like you to say, here are the things and that, you know, that you can work through or the awarenesses that you need to have. And that's why it's conversation is so critical and why I love your work, because you can bring that awareness about, you can help people compress time. We all want to do that, right? We want to compress time to not take the time to learn the lessons that took somebody else years, if even decades to tr- to figure out on their own. And some people don't figure it out and it's hard. You know, one thing that um, I'm revamping one of my online courses, because I realize that the language in the workplace is, it is different than in the personal area. And I have two different courses. But what I realized is that in the workplace, there's this logical way of thinking. And so it doesn't operate on an emotional, as emotional a level, it's more formal, it's more, um, you know, businessy and superficial in some ways, but, but the guts of it are the same. We want to know that the person is taking ownership and, and, and uh, accountability for an action, if it was a mistake or they're apologizing for something. And we want to know that we matter to them, that they're turned towards us, that, that they're committed and, and it shows up differently. And one of the things that I thought about when I was really thinking about the power of this work is that the world is changing so quickly that we all see it and we feel it now. And our days are unpredictable sometimes. Just different things can come up in the course of our day that we have to attend to or uh, deal with that we, we didn't expect. And in business, we're supposed to show up as being thoughtful, but also capable and trustworthy and flexible. And I thought to myself, you cannot do all of those things, if you don't know yourself and if you cannot communicate what you need. And those are the two things that I teach. And I, when I put all that together, because of, I guess, what's going on in the world, I had such an emotional moment realizing the true power of this kind of work and how important, it, I mean, I've always known it's important, but I, but I think as you evolve as an entrepreneur and when you're on a path, you kind of get used to describing something a certain way. And when I had to use another part of my brain to figure out how can I really get the buy-in of businesses in an even bigger way than I have it, um, it started to open up this whole other understanding of the power of the work, which was really cool, (laughs) really empowering for me. For sure. And it's a struggle with, I mean, we have a boom in entrepreneurship right now, obviously, because there's a lot of, of opportunity with the expansion of the online space, with, with the awareness that so many people, you know, can do something in the entrepreneurial space. There's a lot of that happening, but there's a lot of this that you're talking about in the communication aspect of it for the business side of it too, that definitely needs to have its own place. And so how did you how did you determine as you were going through the process of, of building this course and building this out in the business space, how did you determine what was going to be necessary for the entrepreneurs themselves and what stage of entrepreneur were they, do they have a level of awareness? Do they not, are they just trying to bridge the gap between, you know, understanding 
conversation business-wise and then putting it into or conversation personally, and then putting it into a business context, where does that show up for you? And how did that come about? So I designed this course originally a few years ago for the consumer, for personal version. And then I was able to adapt it to businesses. And for the last year, I had that program in beta testing. I'm not the type of person that gets married to something and says, it's great. Everybody's going to love it. You know, let's put it out there. So it's been in beta for a year. And we had many companies go through it. We got a lot of feedback and made some significant changes. This last part was when I decided to change the languaging of the model itself. So now there's a model for the workplace. And the reason that I did that was the feedback that I got was that, um, and I thought this was so interesting, that the people who, for the most part, went through the course know my work. They're very familiar with either me, they've heard me speak, They know me um, or they contacted me and had a conversation. So when they were reading the model, the relationship protocol, the original version, they were in their own minds naturally adapting it to the workplace because it applies to the workplace. But it was one person who um, said to me, you're not looking at it as if it's someone who doesn't know you at all and they're reading it cold. Those people are going to read it and say, you know, it's a little more personal. It's a little bit more I don't know about emotional, but connected in a um, a deeper way than people do in, in the business world. And as soon as she said that, I thought, that is what's missing. And I knew that somewhere in the back of my mind. And I started writing it completely different. So now there is a relationship protocol model for the workplace that is being, you know, opened up and rolled in out. And, and that's where it came from because People will adapt something if it makes sense to them. And the model is so practical that it makes sense to everyone. But I wanted it to be more targeted so that it really could add value at every level from a new entrepreneur who needs to learn awareness and how to show up in a committed way and um, how do you deal with conflicts and problems and how do you build trust. And one really super exciting thing that I added to this program is I'm calling it life strategies for wellness. It's exactly what you're talking about. So people can take this course in eight weeks or eight lessons with their company, and it can be a small group or a large group. They can take it in four units where it's broken down, or this last lesson, which is included in the program, could be taken separately. And that life strategies for wellness talks about self-awareness and something I call soldiering. And then once you do that, how am I doing checking in? A lot of times there are, I think there's like four different categories of responses. One is I need to have a conversation with someone. So I show you how to have a conversation. Another is I am really stressed and overwhelmed. So I show you different exercises that you can do, whether it's a breathing exercise or an exercise of, you know, how do you lay things out and figure out how to um, relax, you know, calm yourself down by taking action steps, things like that. And then another outcome is, I realized I just overreacted to something. I'm highly emotional. So I talk about emotional triggers and I have a proprietary system I've been using for eons that teach you this is where you're at, which means that you're in a heightened state of emotion and here's how you can calm yourself down so that your your triggers feel more normalized. and, and, And then the fourth one, and so talk about triggers and all. And then the fourth one is when we realize that we're being self deprecating. And I added that one because I think oh my gosh, how often do we say, oh, I'm such a 
you know, we fill in the blank. Right. And, and, and if you realize, if you really start listening, because if you're checking in properly, you start to notice if, if you only, if you notice that you've called yourself a jerk, let's say five times a day, I guarantee you, you have said it at least 10 and you don't even realize it, if not more. So I want people to understand the damage that that can do and help them to turn it around to have a more positive outlook. So really proud of what this product has turned into. And I'm going to officially launch it, yay, finally, on the beginning of January. But if anybody's interested, they can always reach out to us and, you know, to talk more about it. Absolutely. And we will definitely, we'll, we'll hyperlink all your stuff in the show notes for sure. Uh, But even just for the listeners, hearing that, hearing you explain what, what you added into that and why that alone is an awareness that they can start taking stock in their own lives and their own business now, because those are things that need to be what they need to be aware of in order to communicate better to themselves and to their business their clients, their personal lives, all of it. It's all, it does intertwine, but language just separates, you know, the context of where it's being delivered, but man, it's powerful and it's so needed. So needed. How, how do you define success? Well, for me, I have a very different version, I think, than a lot of people. Um, Yes, money is nice. And, and I know that's part of a, a piece for all of it, because you work hard and you need deserve compensation. But I wake up every day and I think, how can I serve in a better way, in a deeper way, in a richer way? And I find that when I experience gratitude and I show up in a, in a way that, that really is grateful and I can serve in a, in a deep way and know that I'm connecting with people and, uh, I don't know, reaching out in the universe, uh, touching more lives. And I don't know if it's my social work background. I can't shake it. Um, But that is truly, to me, um, I can get choked up talking about it. So that's my success. My success is knowing that I've been able to take this concept and um, I'm not there yet, but I, I can feel the alignment has really happened recently, even more so to be able to put something out there that makes sense for, I think, everyone that hears it. And I hope that they all become not disciples, I can't think of the right word, but, you know, messengers to help spread the word about the relationship protocol, because everybody needs it. We don't learn how to communicate in our families of origin for the most part. You know, nobody, the schools don't teach you, how do you approach this person who's difficult? What happens when you're arguing with someone? How do you resolve it quickly? Nobody learns that, but yet as adults, we're supposed to know. So for me, if I knew that more and more people were going to be able to resolve their disagreements, show up in a better way, that's, that's success. Well, it's so widely needed at this point in time, you know, more so than any time I can remember in my lifetime, which is only a speck and, you know, in the grand scheme of things, but it's so, such powerful work and so needed and why you were chosen to be the one to deliver it. You've got a unique skill set and background and passion for seeing that change in a larger arena, which Thank is the you. world. How has the entrepreneurial journey changed you over the time? <laughs> oh, you got an hour? No. Oh. <laughs> True. <laughs> So the person you are talking to today is very different than the person that started this journey. Um, I had a wonderful private practice. I was 
very successful working with businesses and doing my own thing. And so that was a part of my entrepreneurial journey. And I would have been very happy finishing it there too. But of course, I got this bug that really everybody doesn't know how to communicate this way. And, and all these professionals are not teaching it this way. Like, what are they teaching if they're not teaching people how to talk to each other? I don't care how long you've been unhappy. I just want to try to make you be able to resolve your differences so you can figure it out. And anyway, so I had the bug to let me put this out in the world, but I didn't really understand that I couldn't put it out without me. So I wrote the book. I didn't want to put my name on it. I'm not telling you a story. I genuinely did not want to have my name on it. And I didn't want to put my picture on it. I wanted to completely be in the background. I'm a private person. I was, and I'm, I was, I'm better now. I was very thin skinned at the time. <laughs> I thought, I don't like, you know, I don't need to be, I wasn't on social media. I was a therapist, you know, we're not on right. social media. So everything went against, you know, and then um, I, it took me six months to call a photographer, six months to pick a picture. And if you look at my book, that I mean, the irony of it is it's a tiny one inch black and white shot in the back of my book. <laughs> it took me forever. Um, and, you know, fast forward now I have a column with ink.com and I've been published. I was quoted in the New York Times, which I grew up in New York, which is, you know, that's that was some of my parents reading the times when I was growing up. So that was meaningful for me. And, you know, I've been on different podcasts like this lovely one and, you know, met so many amazing people, but it has been a stretch at every step, a big stretch and there's more to go. But I think if you push yourself too hard, you burn out and it becomes overwhelming. But if you trust the process that, you, you have to look at where your resistance is. And that comes with the awareness. I knew, okay, so if I'm going on social media, I have to tolerate that people make comment. I was so afraid of a negative comment that I could I would like shake when I would look at the comments. And not that I've actually gotten any or many, but you know, I know what the world is like. And it, it's scary that these anonymous people can put us down. And for me, I, I want everybody to get along. So um, it, it just didn't sit well with me. And being able to recognize where I am now and how far I've come and what I've accomplished, that's a really cool feeling. Um, and it came from me believing in what I was doing more than the fear. Because I had to push, and I still do, I'm pushing through fear. And I don't mean in an anxious, neurotic way, but sure. in a you know a way that is the discomfort and the fear. And I think if, if what you're doing is important to you and, and you're committed to that, that's a great motivator to push through, which, which was mine and continues to be. You did your own work. I did my own work. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is is a journey in and of itself. But you know, I've often said, and I've heard that you know, entrepreneurship is you know one of the highest forms of personal development out there. Because boy, you're gonna you're gonna stare down a lot of pillars for yourself, and you either choose to go through them, work through them, or you don't. It's not easy. It's not. I mean, you do have to be able to have really good coping skills because it's because the downs really stink. And they'll happen, but you have to know they're just as temporary as as the highs, you know, if not if not shorter. But that's the key. It's don't lock into the down. I mean, if you know, take this away, folks, because if you 
you know, if you know that they're, they're going to be ups and downs and when they're down, okay, this is one of the down periods. What do I need to do to get out of it versus, oh crap, I'm stuck here for a really long time. Right. That becomes, that becomes the reality. You know, I mean, in your, in the short term thinking, it's like, here's reality. This is reality. Oh no. And then you just sit there. And it can derail you. Sure. Sure can. But at the very base of it though, the foundational level of a missing piece is that awareness starting with you. And then once you have that awareness, then you can communicate, you can communicate to yourself, you can communicate to others, you can communicate in your business. And that is what changes the world. And that is why you're going to come with me everywhere I go and tell everyone my story. (laughs) (laughs) Why it's important. Person. Well, at least we have, at least we have the starting of, of an amazing podcast for, you know, to, to preface you, but, <laughs> but Deborah, I really, really want to thank you for coming on today and sharing that and sharing from your heart, it really opening up the door to all the possibilities that we actually do have control over. We can choose to make a difference in our life, our world, the people around us and for the bigger purpose. So thank you for the work that you do. Thank you so much. How can the audience connect directly with you? Share where we can find you. Well, my website is the best place to start the relationshipprotocol.com. And on there, I have a few downloads that are also free complimentary downloads that are helpful for having conversations that you're not sure how to have and how to build trust in business. Um, and I am on LinkedIn, Deborah, D-E-B-R-A Roberts, the relationship protocol and, um, is on, uh, Instagram and Facebook also. So wonderful. We will have all of those hyperlinked in the show notes so the audience can reach out to you directly. And guys, if you, if you're listening and you're still taking notes, write that stuff down, click on the links, because this is a piece of your world that you're definitely want, going to want to add to. So Deborah, thank you so much again for coming on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Guys, make sure that you check the show notes, you check the links, you check the downloads and really give yourself the gift of being able to know who you are so that you can make the impact in the world that you choose to and you look forward to making in your business and your life. And as always, keep moving forward. Hey, Fem Nation. I know you are called to lead something great. Are you wondering what the next best step is for you? I have a next best step. I invite you to walk with me through the Become Unstoppable Challenge. Join me on a 21-day journey to discover your inner leader. Find how to build your confident leading foundation to decide and move forward to your highest potential in business and life. After helping dozens of challengers take hold of their leadership, you will come away from this experience with a renewed sense of confidence in order to serve those who need to hear from you. As a valued listener, I'm inviting you to save 25% on the next 21 day challenge by using code FEM2020. That's F-E-M 2020. Check it out at www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Again, that's www.becomeunstoppablechallenge.com. Coupon code FEM2020. I look forward to seeing you on the inside.